The bedrock and surface deposits of Pennsylvania span over a billion years of geologic time. I guess we can say that Pennsylvania literally rocks. Welcome to the PCPG podcast series. The Pennsylvania Council of Professional Geologists formally invites you to join us on a journey to explore the geology of the Keystone State and to meet the people who study it and work with it in their everyday lives. Okay, welcome to the PCPG podcast series. I'm your host, Russ Losco, and with us this evening is Barb Dunst, the president of PCPG and a licensed professional geologist for many years. Barbara, welcome. Thank you, Russ. I appreciate it. Today, we're talking with Dr. Jeffrey Dick, professor of applied geology at Youngstown State University in Youngstown, Ohio. YSU is a small school in Eastern Ohio, right across the border from Pennsylvania. Dr. Dick was the chair of the Department of Geological and Environmental Sciences from 2010 to 2020. Last year, the geology department merged with the physics and astronomy department to become the Department of Physics, Astronomy, Geology, and Environmental Science. Dr. Dick is the geology program coordinator for this new department. And today we will be talking to Dr. Dick about the applied geology curriculum at YSU. Welcome, Professor Dick. Why don't you start by telling us briefly about yourself? For instance, what got you interested in geology? Where did you go to school? And where have you worked? Well, first of all, thank you for hosting this podcast uh, this evening. Um, I guess I grew up uh, in a household that encouraged me to do explore the world around me. So I grew up camping. We camped as a family, uh, hiking. I did a backpacking trip with my brother in the Sierras when I was 14 years old. Um, if I ever came across a quarry out in the middle of nowhere and there was a, a nice cliff on the edge, I'd be the first one to, to jump into the quarry and then climb up the rocks to get back out. And, and of course, I had a rock collection. And so I, I think I grew up with some of the basic elements that to feed into the geology profession. But um, what really got me on the geology track in college, I'd started out as an architecture major. And in my freshman year, I was taking a physical geology course just because it interests me and you need that natural science credit. And I had a very influential professor that pulled me aside out of a lecture hall of 250 students, really big lecture hall, pulled me aside, asked me to come to his office and sat down and told me all the reasons why I'd make a good geologist. And uh, I said, sign me up. I was loving the class. Sign me up right then and there. So like a lot of students, I didn't come in as a geology major, but changed to a geology major. And so um, as far as my education goes, uh, I'm a little bit unusual in that I did, uh, I got three degrees from the same institution, and that would be Kent State University in Kent State, Ohio. I got my Bachelor of Science back in 1980. And upon completion, I went to work for a year in the coal mine business, basically doing uh, permitting for surface mines. Decided that wasn't gonna get me where I wanted to go. So I went back for my master's degree and focused on hydrogeology. Halfway through my program, first year, I was offered oil you know, positions with the big oil companies down on the Gulf Coast, Texas, Louisiana, uh, which I accepted with Chevron when I graduated. So a year later, I went to work for Chevron in New Orleans. Uh, and that kind of got me on the oil and gas kick. 
Um, I left there in 86 to come back to work on my doctorate degree. And if you recall in 86, the bottom fell out of the oil industry. And so I had the great uh, fortune of meeting up with uh, Dr. Abdul Shakur, uh, engineering geologist at Kent State University. He took me under his wing and I pursued a doctorate degree in uh, what we call applied geology, but my focus was in engineering geology with minor focus in geophysics and hydrogeology. Um, while I was in school, I continued to work in the oil and gas industry. I, I worked for a company called Locust Energy as a non-operating type company where I just advised uh, the owner. It's basically a wealthy person with a portfolio of oil and gas interests. I advised him. And uh, for really the last 20 years, I've been doing private consulting, uh, really formalized it about 10 years ago with my own, uh, my own company. And that, that keeps me pretty busy. Wow, that is that is quite a story. I know a lot of majors that have have switched to geology in college, just like you did. That sounded very interesting. And and Kent State, of course, also not too far away from from the Pittsburgh area in Pennsylvania. And you have quite a bit of of background, professional background, along with your teaching. That's that's very interesting. It helps on the teaching end, believe me. Mm-hmm. So I mentioned in the intro that Youngstown is a small school. For just for our audience's reference, how big is the geology department? Like, for instance, how many faculty members do you have in the program? So we have a total of um, nine faculty. We have uh, three full-time faculty, uh, and we have six part-time faculty. And um, I got to tell you that the part-time, fa- I mean, the full-time faculty are great. But the part-time faculty, what they bring with them, because they all work in some capacity in industry, geology industry, or uh, in one case, we have a retired gentleman, you know, that's got 30, 35 years experience, and they bring that to the classroom, and and the students students really appreciate that. Uh, as far as majors, we're a bit on the small side. We, we've been between 30 and 50 majors. Uh, right now, we're a little bit on the the low end of that scale, about 35 majors in, in our program altogether. Uh, but we're a small program, but I like to tell my students, we're a small program with lots of cool toys. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Okay. Um- so Dr. Dick, I, I understand you've recently changed the geology curriculum there at, uh, at uh, YSU. Uh, why is that? Well, um, there's a number of reasons for the change, and the change is effective starting this fall term. So any incoming new majors would be married to this curriculum. And so our new curriculum is called Bachelor of Science in Applied Geology versus our old curriculum, which is your typical Bachelor of Science in Geology. And, And there's really three reasons why we made the change. And you know, the first one is really our curriculum had remained essentially unchanged for the last 30 years. You know, we added new courses and little things here and there. We added GIS, but as far as a wholesale look at the curriculum, uh, nothing had really significantly changed. We're a a smaller program at YSU. This is the second reason. So I, I looked at us as a small fish in a big sea. And this day and age with declining college enrollments, which are happening across the country and budgets getting tighter, um, 
I didn't, I never felt like we were at risk, like they would want to get rid of us, but I didn't want to take the chance. So uh, coming up with a new program that would, for the third reason, help distinguish us from other programs in the area. Uh, and so that, that's, that's the basic reasons for the change. Uh, but really it's to help prepare our graduates the best that we can for future employment opportunities and prepare them for graduate school. Dr. Dick, could you clarify for our audience what you mean by applied geology? Well, in the simplest terms, uh, it's really geology applications used to solve geological problems. And, you know, we learned that in traditional programs, but what we've done is we've brought into the core curriculum some new courses, uh, and we've added a lot of elective courses, which I feel prepare students for careers. And we're talking about courses like engineering geology course. We have a petroleum geology course. We have a shallow earth geophysics and applied geophysics course. We've already had a hydrogeology course on the books for quite a long time, which I've taught. We have a geographic information science course, field experiences courses, and uh, sedimentology. Uh, so I, I feel that these are the skills and experiences that employers in our region really desire. And uh, based on my experience and what I feedback I get from our graduates, I'm correct on that and what I hear from employers, but also I think it uh, does a very good job of preparing them for graduate study. And I guess my final point would be uh, based on, I've been at Youngstown State University for 30 years and I've had a lot of students come through my, my door. I've been the chief advisor, the primary advisor. And what I would say is that students these days are really seeking the education and the skills that will launch them on a successful career track. They come in wanting that. And uh, that's what we're trying to address. So just to compare and contrast, how is this new curriculum different from the one before it, from the previous curriculum? Okay. Overall, the core curriculum has changed very little. I mean, we still have a physical geology course and historical geology course for the freshman sequence. We have mineralogy and petrology for the sophomore sequence. Uh, structural geology in the junior year, uh, sedimentation and stratigraphy in the senior year. We still have internships. We still uh, expect students to go to field camp. But, but what is different is that we, we've added some field courses. And, and one in particular is a freshman level field immersion course, if you will, which we call it geology in the field, where in the freshman year, we take them out to a really interesting place and get them involved in field geology. You know, quite often students don't experience this until maybe their junior year. Uh, and here we're trying to get them out in their freshman year. And uh, my hope is that it'll help gel and get them you know, really committed to the program. Uh, we've also added a research and data analysis course. And I, I feel that's really important because I can't tell you how many times I've worked with a student in their junior or senior year and they're expected to take data and put it into Excel to prepare it for another program. 
and their Excel skills are very minimal. And I basically have to do a crash course on Excel. Um, and, and they really don't have a good feel for what research is all about. And really when you get into junior or senior year, whether it be research papers that you're doing or independent research along with another faculty, I think these are important tools to have. And the only other course that we've had is another field course. This one's just called Geological Field Methods. And that's done in their junior, senior year. It's a three credit course and um, it's not a field trip. They go out in the field many times over and over again. A lot of times it's right on campus. Uh, they learn how to use, uh, they develop their skills with uh, Brunton, uh, basic notebook, note-taking skills, how to use precision GPS, uh, how to use a soil you know, auger and log a hole, get the location of that hole, uh, data that they might collect and then uh, process it in ArcGIS. Um, we, in this course, I, I use ground penetrating radar. We have a very nice sophisticated state-of-the-art system, uh, which is a great, great field tool for students because it, 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 the newer instruments, they give you a visual image of what's below the surface you know, as you move along. And I think it's really easy for the students to grab onto it. And then we also uh, promote safety practices. We're, we're very fortunate to have a faculty on our staff that is licensed to do HAZWOPER and other courses like that. So they can get their uh, HAZWOPER license, licensure right at, in the program. And then the, um, the electives that we've added. And uh, I, I can give them to you by name real quickly. We have a subsurface investigations which is a shallow earth geophysics course, geophysical well log analysis, which uh, one of my co-faculty, part-time faculty, Dr. Tom Jordan, I know you know him. Uh, together, we got a Schlumberger tech log, uh, a software grant, and we use it in that course. Uh, we uh, have a GIS applications to geology, which again, Dr. Jordan, GIS Wiz teaches that course, uh, engineering geology, petroleum geology, the Appalachian Basin, we have an applied hydrogeology course. And as I just mentioned, we have a HAZWOPER certification. And these are all app, you know, tools to take uh, geology and apply it to solving problems. I see, I see, I see how important that the field component is for your students. Um, does this relate to uh, what they will be working on in the future? It most certainly does. And so particularly in the geological field methods, we're giving them or providing them the opportunity to learn the skills that are expected of field geologists. And, and, and we all know that your starting position, you know, you're gonna be doing field work. And uh, wouldn't it be great if you come into that already familiar with so many of the practices and, and, and the tools that we use? I was looking over your core classes in the applied geology major, and I see that there's one, a one credit, geology in the field, described as a weekend field trip for freshmen and sophomores. Isn't that a little early for field trips? I mean, how much geology do students actually know at that point? Well, I, I think the point is that the students haven't experienced much uh, geology outside of what they've learned in the classroom and in lab environments and perhaps a short field trip they may go on, you know, to see some geology. Um, the real purpose of uh, geology in the field 
is to provide a geology immersion experience. And, and a good example of one that I've done before, before we had as a formal course, was we went down and uh, spent a weekend doing the Ordovician Silurian limestones of Kentucky, where you know, you're hard pressed to find an outcrop that's not loaded with fossils. You know, that's pretty exciting to students to, you know, find just a, you know, amazing outcrop and fossils everywhere. Um, you got the caves that are related to limestone. You got all the sinkholes. We actually did the National Corvette Museum along with uh, Mammoth Cave when we did that trip. And we got a behind the scenes tour of the Corvette Museum. That was great. Uh, and, um, you know, I don't encourage uh, alcohol consumption with the students, but the uh, actual bourbon distilleries uh, in the bourbon district of Kentucky has everything to do with the limestone and uh, the purity of the water and lack of iron within it. And so limestone just plays into a lot of different things. And, and so, uh, you know, hopefully students that are in it, the concepts of geology will gel early rather than maybe later. And I think it also helps develop camaraderie amongst the students and the faculty. Okay, you, you had mentioned uh, GIS. I noticed there's a lot of geospatial technology and GIS, GIS dirty data interpretation and arc map within your core curriculum. That's not the basic geology that a lot of us learned. Uh, why do you feel that is so important? Well, first of all, um, the geology I learned was different too. We used paper maps. We drew on paper maps. We taped them together. We made overlays. And uh, obviously these are all things that GIS does quite well in the digital format. So really computers have changed everything. And, and it's the expectation of employers that when you come out of an undergraduate program, you have uh, some experience with this. And with our students uh, having two or three specific GIS courses, along with GIS integrated throughout courses in their sophomore, junior, and senior year, uh, students come out of our program, I'd like to think that when they go for employment, uh, they can probably or hopefully be able to teach, you know, their, their new boss a thing or two about GIS, because these kids come out really knowing it. I mean, they, they can do it better than I can. I can tell you that. What kind of assessment tools are you using for the applied geology major then at YSU? Well, assessment takes two forms. So we have a student assessment of learning and then we have program assessment. And so we wanna know how the students are progressing as they go through the program. That would be assessment of learning. And then we also wanna know overall how well is the program preparing students for the desired outcomes of better employment opportunities and preparation for graduate school? So on the student assessment and learning side, uh, we have a course taken out of each year of the curriculum that we have assessment instruments worked into. And in the freshman year, we use historical geology. In the sophomore year, we use petrology and our petrology course has an emphasis on igneous and metamorphic, but we also include sedimentary in there uh, just to keep them, the students exposed to the wide variety of rocks that there are. Uh, in the junior year, we use structural geology uh, for the uh, student assessment of learning. 
And then the senior year, we use sedimentation and stratigraphy. I think the real kicker is when we get to program assessment, and this is something I've wanted to do for quite a while. It took a little while to get the everybody on board with it, but uh, we use the ASBOG Fundamentals of Geology uh, exam. And I, I think it really is the best standard measure out there of how well we're uh, uh, preparing our students for uh, professional you know, employment. Wow. So you actually have them take the ASBOG exam. What if, you know, I, I know several people that don't pass the ASBOG the first time they take it. So what happens if a student doesn't pass the ASBOG? Well, it's, it's important to remember that this is for program assessment. And, and so we, we would not prevent a student from graduating. Say, no, you don't graduate until you pass the ASBOG fundamentals of geology. So it, it's really as a feedback. Uh, it's a feedback loop for our program to see how we're doing. And, uh, you know, ideally, I'd like to see a large percentage of our students, the majority of them, pass it. And so uh, that's the answer to your question. Now, we're not going to hold a student back. Uh, but but for the ones that do pass it, I think it really gives them a leg up in the employment opportunities. I agree. I agree. So, I, and then you mentioned the employment opportunities. So what kind of jobs exactly are you trying to prepare the students for? You know, I think it applies to all fields of geological employment. You know, we could talk about the big ones in our area, oil and gas, obviously, um, geotechnical related to construction and highways and landslides and things of that nature, uh, hydrogeology, environmental contamination, remediation, that sort of thing. But I, I think it really uh, sets the students up for all fields of geological employment. And at the same time, I think it uh, prepares them for graduate study. And if, you know, in, in addition to the graduate study, I think that gives them the experience coming in to uh, really contribute in a meaningful way to whoever their advisor, you know, thesis advisor may be to contribute to their research uh, goals. Okay, uh, is there anything else you'd like to mention about YSU and the geology program or about uh, your curriculum? I would be doing a great injustice if I didn't talk about, or at least mention our part-time faculty. They're such an important part of our program. And, and I'd like to start off with Dr. Tom Jordan. You know, obviously he's a director with PCPG. Uh, but he comes with a full toolbox and wanting to teach every course that we have. And I think he could do an excellent job at every course that we have. And the students absolutely love him. He's hands down their favorite professor. And that includes all the full-time faculty, including myself. <laughs> I pale in comparison. Uh, we have a gentleman by the name of Patrick Pruin. He's got his uh, master's in geology. He's retired from about 35 years working in the geotechnical mm -hmm. field. So he's really nice to have on board. Another uh, uh, faculty is Diana Alexander. She has her master's in environmental science. She's also a GIS expert and, and an excellent field geologist. I use her for my personal field work. She's so good. I've, I've gotten, I've lost the talent of writing really good notes in a notebook because she's just so good at it. You know, I pretty much talk to her and she's writing everything down, putting all the observations in and you can actually read it. 
<laughs> and so uh, we have another faculty, Anna Woodard, and she's got her master's in geology and she graduated from our program before going out to UNLV for her master's. And uh, she was quickly hired up by a number of consulting companies out in Las Vegas and ended up coming back home for family reasons. Another faculty is Sarah Johnson. She has her master's of science in geology from WVU. And she's another great field geologist and a lot of experience uh, in museum curation, which I, I, one thing I should probably also mention, we have a fantastic mineral museum in our department, absolutely fantastic. And, and then finally, uh, Tammy kerr Solly. She's got a master's in chemistry, but uh, she comes in and teaches our, uh, a number of our environmental course, environmental regulations, environmental compliance. But the really big one for us on the geology side is uh, she's licensed to teach the, the HazWopper 48-hour course. And so that, I think that's a big plus when students come out of the program and they already have their HazWopper certification. That is definitely a plus. And, and your faculty sounds like it has quite a bit of depth for such a small school. So. Yeah, and, and our full-time faculty, I mean, I got myself, I'm kind of a jack of all trades. We have uh, Dr. Asama Mean. he's a hydrogeologist. And we have Dr. Colleen McLean, she's uh, more of an environmental geochemist is where her area is at. And so uh, we, we round things up pretty well. And I guess to wrap things up here, just on a personal note here, what's your favorite part of teaching? And you might as well let us in on what's the worst part as well. Well, the favorite part's easy to answer because <laughs> there's so many favorites. Uh, one is working one-on-one -on -one with students. I mean, I love teaching, but I have to tell you my absolute favorite thing to do is advise the students. And by now these students are much younger than my own children. They're somewhere between my children and my grandchildren. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of this fatherly grandfather figure to them. And they actually pay attention to things I tell them, you know, so it, it, it's probably more meaningful come from me than their parent or their grandparent. So I, I really, I really truly enjoy that part. Um, a lot of my students, well, not a lot of them, but five or six of them are professionals out there that now work with me. I mean, I, I work with a number of them on a regular basis. And, and one very interesting way that I work with one of my students, he, he works in the pipeline inspection business. Uh, we together have developed a new course called Rock Studio. And, and so developing new courses like the ones we've talked about are really important. But this Rock Studio course, the full name is Rock Studio, Understanding Geology Through Lapidary Experiences. And the whole idea behind this is we've changed the curriculum. We wanna grow our program. And in order to do that, to grow the program, I wanted to open up an avenue that could potentially attract new students in. And when I look back at general science education and geology, um, yeah, physical geology is a great one. Dynamic earth is physical geology without the lab. But in this course, the students learn historical geology or major changes that have taken place throughout earth history by actually working with the rocks that represent those changes, uh, cutting them, polishing them. They have a, a final project that they do out throughout the semester where they pick a rock early on. We encourage them to 
pick a rock of their own, and I call them Canadian rocks. The ones that the glaciers have brought in are really nice ones for cutting. And as a final project, they're required to create some sort of an artistic piece. And I imagine a lot of them will go for some sort of a, a wall-mounted thing, but when you leave it to students to be creative, they can really produce some surprising things. So I'm really excited about this course. And uh, it, it, was, it was a task to get it through our university general education and curriculum review process because it's so different than any, anything else that's been done anywhere. They asked me for examples of where it's been done. I go, there are none. This is new. And uh, I'm really excited about teaching it. And so, uh, yeah, I'm hopefully it'll work. We're teaching it this fall and we'll be teaching it every fall, uh, spring and in summer. And so just touching on one of my, I know I got long winded, that one of my favorite things. So uh, finally, when it gets to the worst thing about teaching, I have to say there's really nothing bad about uh, my position at Youngstown State University. You know, occasionally there's that problem student, but probably if you're gonna say it's the worst thing that happens is these students leave you. <laughs> they're only with you for four, maybe five years, and then they're gone. And I try to remain in contact with them, but uh, a lot of it is really fond memories, uh, but, but having them go. And I joke with some of them sometimes, I go, what am I gonna have to do? I'm gonna have to fail you just so I can keep you around for another year. <laughs> so jokingly, of course. Thank you very much, Professor Dick, for speaking with us tonight. And thank you, Barbara Dunst, for being the interviewer. Special thank you to our audience for tuning in. This podcast is a production of the Pennsylvania Council of Professional Geologists. A special thanks to Cheyenne DeLawrence for our introduction. I'm your host, Russ Losco. Please tune in again for future podcasts from PCPG.